For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 142 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we're back. We're going to talk some Star Wars. Probably be kind of a short one tonight. Not a ton of news. Uh, I think we've only got one email. It's been it's pretty quiet around these parts. So we'll, uh, we'll give you guys a quick one and then uh, let you be on your way. Um, how you been, buddy? I've been all right. I have some better, but I had some worse, some worse weeks, but uh, everything's going to be all right. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, man, my job is fucking killing me. Really? I, uh, I have just been so, bi- I think I'm getting carpal tunnel, and that's, I'm not even bullshitting, like. Because of all the typing that you yeah, have to do? I'm starting to get this weird pain in my shoulder that goes from my shoulder to my elbow, and then from my elbow down to like my hand and wrist on my right side. That's it's like, intense. It's numb from there down. Wow. And like uh I've seen your fingers when you type. They move incredibly fast. And and then You know like, in anime when you see those hands that come <laughs> apart and there's like sixteen fingers going? That's what it looks like when Hawes is typing. Like you can't really see his fingers really moves. It looks like there's sixteen fingers there. So Wednesday, I had a particularly long, arduous day, and it started hurting real bad towards the end of the day. That's when I first started noticing it. And I was like, oh, it's just too much typing, probably sitting in a weird position typing and stuff like this. So, you know, I took some ibuprofen, went to bed. The next morning, I felt all right. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, still maybe a tiny bit uh, sore, though, right? Yeah. And so I drove to work, and about 30 minutes into working on thursday it came back with a vengeance and like my arm like the muscles in my arm and in my shoulder are so tight right now um and then it hasn't gotten like so you know i had a little break where it went away for a while since then though for the last two days it's been nonstop. been giving me trouble while i'm sleeping and stuff so it's uh (laughs) it sucks dude i hope i'm not getting carpal tunnel i'm hoping it's just like um uh, you know, 
pissed off muscles or a pulled a muscle or I don't know. You need a massage and a muscle relaxer. Maybe an ibuprofen is what it sounds like. Yeah, I've tried ibuprofen. It, it makes it hurt a little less, but it's still there, dude. And like anything past that makes me a little weirded out. Like you remember when no, I, was, I understand when I, I was totally in the understand. hospital for so long and they were giving yeah. me like those killer pain prescriptions like yeah. i felt like i was getting a little too fond of those at one point so i was like that's enough of these and sort of just you know uh, what you gotta do stop getting them and stuff because like i don't want to be one of those dude that's that's like hey you want to buy a, a boba fett hot toys uh i got i gotta go <laughs> see a guy <laughs> that stuff's not stuff to fuck around with that's no you know that's not how you want to be anyways uh why don't i give these good people a little business and then we'll talk a little Star Wars. You can oh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can email us, blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at blueharvestpod. Um, you can check out our store, our Public store, where we've got shirts for sale and you know what? They they'll slap those fucking designs on just about anything over there at Tee Public. Mugs, tote bags, phone cases, stickers. I don't know why you'd want a Blue Harvest tote bag, but if one day you were driving around in your car and you're like, "Man, I'd like a Blue Harvest tote bag." Go check them out. tpublic.com/user/blueharvestpodcast. And we are so proud to be part of the best damn ass podcasting network if you didn't say it i was gonna say it the best (laughs) damn ass podcasting network in the history of star wars podcasting the entire galaxy experiences in the galaxy (laughs) dot com uh the making star wars podcast network uh where we are a little minnow in a pool of podcasting megalodons titans of star wars podcasting like now this is podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Sith List, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold. Boom. Oh, and boom. You, oh, you're like, oh, the business was, uh, the business is over. The business nah. was banging, and then it was done, and I was sad. No, nah, I was leaving. I was leaving the room, and I was like, oh, by the way, here's a little extra business. <laughs> this Saturday, in fact, the day this comes out, so maybe this isn't timed really well, Saturday, March 31st, there is going to be a special Blue Harvest giveaway on our Twitch channel. That's uh, right. Yeah. If you want to win a Blue Harvest shirt of your choice and a digital Stone Cobra album of your very own, stop on by our Twitch channel, Blue Harvest Pod, between the hours of 2 and 5. That's how long I'll be streaming. um, PM Central Time. So 3 to 6 Eastern Time and 12 to 3 Pacific Time. Uh. And the way you win, you gotta you gotta follow us on Twitch. So if you don't already, go ahead and do that now. And you gotta be present when the giveaway happens. So what'll happen is you'll be in the Twitch uh, stream. There's a little chat window where you can chat with other people watching and with me while I stream. Uh, and you'll have to enter something in that Twitch chat to enter the contest. 
and I'll put everybody on a list and then do a random uh, number drawing and boom, you could win a t-shirt and a digital album. <clears throat> and if you can't make it this Saturday, no big deal. I'll be doing these periodically. Um, so, you know, this won't be your, be your only chance to win a little Blue Harvest prize pack. So uh, if if that's your deal and you want to come by, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make people wait until the end of the stream or anything. Probably about halfway through, uh, we'll do the giveaway, and uh, I'll make sure to announce when it's coming up close on our social media or, or Twitter and stuff. So yeah, if you're feeling squirrely and feeling lucky, stop on by, and maybe you could win something. That would be some neat, gear. Right? Everybody likes something free. For just coming by and hanging out with your buddy Halls. Hey, what's up? How's that video game going? Doing good there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been streaming over the past couple of weekends, and it's a lot of fun. Actually, uh, Sunday. Is it really? Yeah. No, Saturday. Or was it Sunday? Whatever day you and I were just about to play Battlefront together, and then you're like, oh, shit, something just came up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's all good, buddy. And I had been badgering you all morning, and I felt bad. Oh, no. As soon it, as you were ready, I was like, oh, I gotta go. I mean, that's really more on me. You texted me, and you're like, hey, you want to play some Battlefront? And I'm like, hey, I'm out getting breakfast right now. It shouldn't be that much longer. And then like an hour and a half later, I'm like, oh, you still want to play? <laughs> no, man. I was. I, but you know what? I've been playing a lot of Battlefront lately. Oh, well, why don't we roll this into our first topic? That's what I was going to ask you. Have you played any of the new uh, Battlefront since the update, and what do you think? I have. I've I've put in quite a bit this weekend on both the PC version and the Xbox version. Oh wow! Um, I didn't realize you had the PC version as well. Um, I picked that shit up this past weekend because it was on sale. Battlefront is I'm I'm incredibly happy because uh the progression system is not through crates the, anymore. The crates anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I have a shit ton of credits and crystals and crafting points that I was saving to see what happened, and I feel like I got fucked. Well, I don't know what I can trade them for now. There's no. That's the thing. You that's so. I have a couple of minor complaints about the game since the update. That's really. I mean, that's my only gripe. Like, right. we'll go back into the. I, we're not. I'm not gonna sit here and talk shit about it because. Uh, this is exactly what I wanted right. when I brought it up in the first place. This was my whole point. This was my whole beef with the whole deal. Everything else was, to me, legit, on point, beautiful, executed well. And I feel like it, that's where we're at right now. Um, but I wish you had done this progression from the beginning because now I got all these fucking points I ain't spending. What am I supposed to do with that shit? Is there okay. going to be like a date where I can? So in April... They will add, from what I understand, they're going to be implementing a new crate system where in those crates you'll find, um, like, the stuff you're getting out of your daily crates now, like your emotes and your victory stances, right? That's kind of yeah. mainly what I've been getting out of the daily crates since they I've only them. been getting credit. I've been I getting some credits too. I got a pose or anything like that. So I've gotten a couple of poses and a couple of emotes. They're going to have those, but they're going to have a ton more of those as as well as skins. So like if you want your, you know, assault class to be a Rodian or a Sullustan or okay. whatever, you'll be able to get skins from those crates. They're so they're adding a ton more cosmetic stuff to beef up the crates for but 
from what I understand, that's not coming until sometime in April. So okay. sometime well, over the next four weeks. Now my my question and my rage is quite lessened because right if i can eventually spend that shit yeah because i was with you like when i was playing i'm like i'm getting all these crates uh, these credits but they're not letting like i thought maybe that's what you would use to you would still use credits or upgrades to uh or or parts to upgrade your skill cards but no it's solely level based so you know every time like when you level up assault from level five to six they give you a skill point yeah, and then you can go in there and either buy a new star card or upgrade an existing star card. Okay, so this is one of my complaints. I'm I was with you. I'm one hundred percent with you on the credits. Like you're giving me all these credits. What the fuck am I supposed to do with them? The second one is so, and honestly, I don't know what the answer to this complaint would be. Um, so when we started playing Battlefront. You know me, I didn't buy any of the crates. I spent all my credits unlocking on heroes. The yeah, right? And yeah. And then now they're unlocked for everybody, which is great. Yeah. Should be how it was from the beginning, but you know what? I spent what? Fucking probably upwards of 100 and 100,000 credits getting all those characters, right? They could have been like, "Hey, we unlock these for everybody. We see you, you know, because they've got the data that I bought all those before the change. Here's a couple of credits. Here's a couple of free credits your way as a bonus, as a, hey, sorry about that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's like I said, it, even if they did that, though, it wouldn't matter because what the fuck would I spend them on? Uh, did you manage to get your Hoth Leia outfit last weekend? I believe I did, yeah. I did, too. Did you run into a problem with, so you know you had to play five Starfighters, five right. Galactic Assaults, and five Jetpack Cargos? Did yes. you run into any really long games of Jetpack Cargo? Yes. Oh. So Jeremy and I were playing, and I swear we played probably damn near an hour and a half long Jetpack Cargo, because nobody would score. And like... Yeah. Like it was, and it's always the long it's ones. It's hard. Yeah, it's and hard. the long ones always seem to be, seem to be on the Bespin map because someone will run and grab the cargo, and then be trying to get it to the you know the spot where you got to turn it in and fall off the map, and then mm-hmm. it takes a little while for a new cargo to spawn, and then everybody runs up on where the new cargo is and pew 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 fights forever trying to get to. It just took forever. <laughs> forever and if i'm not mistaken i believe this weekend is the han hoth outfit really i think that's what i read online in fact i think i saw king tom posting about it and he said that jetpack cargo was not part of the challenge this time (coughs) they need to they need to implement some sort of time limit on that game type. Because otherwise it's fun. Like, it is a fun little goofy game type. But it's not one I want to play that They could long. just recommend a different game type. That's yeah. the third one. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. But I'm saying if you're going to have jetpack cargo, like, there needs to be a time, like, you know, 15 minutes time limit on the game. And if nobody has scored after that 15 minutes, it comes out as a draw or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because... I'll be damned if I want to play that one game out of five for an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
but yeah, I, I'm digging. I tell you what, man, like that that update got me to come back and start playing, and I put in some serious time last week and had a good time with it. So I did too. You know, now's the point where hopefully the news of these updates will bring some either lapsed players in back in or some people that refuse to ever get it because of the controversy bring them in and then you know because we've said it a ton of times the gameplay and the core mechanics of this game are so much fun um it was just fucking hamstrung by this controversy understandably this understandable controversy with the microtransactions and stuff yeah it's crazy um Here's a funny little uh, aside, a little Star Wars note aside. So you know old Colin Trevorrow, the yes. uh, once and no longer director of Episode yeah. Nine. Yeah. He just booked his next gig. It was announced today. I believe Steven Spielberg himself announced that Colin Trevorrow will be directing the third movie in this current Jurassic Park trilogy. So he directed okay. the first one. Someone else is doing the middle one because Colin Trevorrow got the Star Wars job and now he's coming back to Jurassic World. You know, honestly, at least someone's given him a shot. You know, I that's at least it was, you know, Star Wars wasn't it, it seemed like a kerfuffle for his career, but I'm glad it wasn't like a an, a sinker. Well, yeah, cuz it like what have we heard some of from Josh Trank since he got fired? from star wars not a damn thing is what who knows what that dude is he might be fucking flipping pizzas at domino's for all we know right now he might be your barista at star uh, starbucks fucking shaking up your flat blight flat white blonde latte talking about how almost directed boba fett darn maybe he's making a transformers movie yeah (laughs) no (laughs) oh man I think I think Transformers is about to go on uh, on the reboot path, from is what it? I understand. They've got a Bumblebee movie coming out this year. And I then, knew that. I just thought it was tied into everything else. Yeah, well, it is. It is. But I think that's the last of like this current group because I'm pretty sure they basically said at Toy Fair this year that after that they're going to reconfigure and reboot the the Transformers franchise. I mean, I was behind the first one. It was good. I remember going to see that when it came out and being like, right on. Well, pretty not well bad. And then since then, oh boy. Even they though I'll, out. I'll, I'll admit, I actually kind of like parts of the third one pretty well. I like the one with Marky Mark, dude. I, Do you like Mark that Wahlberg's one? Mark Wahlberg's my dude. I, I mean, just liked it because I had more. The dinosaurs were, I mean, okay, the rest of it, but that assassin guy was pretty badass. I don't know. Kelsey Grammer as the villain. He's he's an asshole, so he's a fitting villain. Have you ever seen that clip of Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage? Yes. Oh, yes. So funny. And then I just immediately clipped to uh, Peter Griffin going, oh, <laughs> oh. So uh, I think the biggest thing that happened in Star Wars this week was the release of the Blu-ray for The Last Jedi. It finally came out this week. It sure did. And guess who picked it up? Warrior. Both of us. Uh, did you go with any sort of... So which one did you get? Did you just go buy, pick it up at Walmart? or? I went I was went by Best Buy. Oh, I got, did you get the um, steel book? 
No. Okay. I didn't. I didn't really realize it was there, uh, or maybe they had sold out all that by the time I get there. Them steel books go fast. I got the uh, the Blu-ray with digital copy. Nice, nice. Yeah, I picked up the. Uh... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I picked up the 4K Blu-ray. Oh, sweet! Because... I don't have a 4K TV. Right, right. Well. It's... I went through all that trouble upgrading my TV and got the fancy Might Xbox well. and shit. Might as well get them 4K discs. Oh, you know? God, I bet it looks amazing. Mm. It does. I got, you know, I'm that dummy that double dips two weeks apart, and I got the digital version um, when it came out a couple weeks back. And the digital version through Vudu you can get in 4K. And that looked really good, but... And maybe it's just me trying to justify to myself. I can see a difference between the streaming 4k version and like the actually on the disc 4k blu-ray really uh i think it looks not like it's not like you're gonna be like the difference from like you know vhs to dvd when you remember when you first saw a dvd and you're like <laughs> hey, oh, you gotta adjust woo! the tracking on those 4k right right it's not that big of a difference but i can i can tell a slight quality difference and i dig it um I'll say this, I went by, I've been by a Best Buy and a Walmart since it released, and those places were fucking decimated in their uh, Blu-ray section, like maybe one or two copies of The Last Jedi at both, uh, Not a, obviously not a steel book to be seen, so it doesn't seem like this whole corny ass uh, boycott that you've seen a couple of sad people talking about on Twitter really did much. As far as sales of that movie went, you know? Yeah, right. <clears throat> um, Mike Pappas, good old Mike Pappas, showed me this picture today of some dumb asshat who posted a picture on of a Facebook group. He bought the Last Jedi on Blu-ray and then put dog yeah. shit on it. And like, okay, haha, you're so fucking clever. Meanwhile, Disney's like, put whatever the fuck you want on it, dude. You still bought the damn Blu-ray. Yeah, Disney's like, ha, 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 all the way to the bank. Right. Uh, so you know, we were talking a little bit before. You haven't really gotten to do your deep, delicious dive into no, all of no. the extra features and stuff. So I basically only, yeah, really, um, in addition, have seen the deleted scenes. Right. So, But I think that's enough to fill out. This, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get there. Right. So... You know, you're in for a good time with the director and the Jedi. The making of documentary yeah. is so good. I've watched that, you know, probably three times since I've had wow. it. Wow. And who knows how many times I've watched the damn movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, look forward to that. The commentary so many, is pretty good. So many of those deleted scenes should have been in the movie. Perfect. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh Okay, so I, I'm with you on a lot of them. Like, there's certain ones, like the extended Canto Bite chase. The like, ones, yeah, uh, I can do without that one. Yeah, and, well, there is some, like, neat little gags, like when they bust up into the bathhouse and stuff. Well, like, like you miss so many of the unique and awesome Star Wars characters mm -hmm. that are filling out Canto Bite. By cutting all that. That's what you really miss. Like, seeing, can, you know, the architecture and the the... The design of Canto Bite and all the different creatures. Like, sometimes you don't even ever see in the movie. Like, 
Right. And and one of them is uh, Warwick Davis, one of Warwick Davis's characters. He played two, one of which is in the movie. But the <clears throat> did you see the um, sort of one-eyed, pink, naked dude in yes. the bathhouse? That was Warwick yes. Davis. He ended up. Um, showing his ass literally. Yeah, he ended up bare ass on the upside down, and John Boyega looked horrified. <laughs> um, so I can, but still, I could see why they cut that. You know, there's. Uh, yeah, I get it. Um, but well, I mean, we can move on to the rest of them that really flesh out the movie in parts that I think would have been incredible. Like, I think maybe the one I'm most bummed, like that I was like, oh man, I really wish that was in the movie, is Luke's moment that he takes to himself after he finds that finds out that Han died and stuff. Yeah. That one Absolutely. was really good. And like Mark Hamill's performance was really good. And it's one of those things where you're like, is it necessary to the movie? Probably not, but it's so good. I can't, it, I don't know. I actually don't think I've watched the deleted scenes with commentary yet, which I should yeah. do because I would like to hear Ryan Johnson's thought process and like, oh man, this one was really tough to cut. Um, I like that one a lot. What's what's another one that you dug? I, the scene with the neighboring tribe of. Oh, I, and from your description, I wasn't that sure about it, but seeing it, and I was like, God bless America. That should have been in the movie. And it was the third lesson, and it made sense. It was relevant. Everything about it was perfect. Like I like that one quite a bit, A, because we get more caretakers, and they're really funny in that. Like I love when she busts up. And more up. chewy in R2. Yeah, when she busts up into the village. And they all stop and look at her, and like the one jaws like, agape. <laughs> the one raises up the thing and is like motioning to her, and then Ray raises up their lightsaber, and they're like, "Yeah!" and go back to partying. And I thought the the moment between her and Luke was really good, where she's like, "That legend of Luke Skywalker that you yeah, hate." Like, I believe that. I believe that. Like, oh my god, that's so good. It's so good, and it's that. It, it's a shame. And once again, like we're already talking about the longest Star Wars movie Star Wars ever movie in history. So, right? like, I, you got to cut stuff out. Like, I get it, but man, that was some quality stuff. And like, it's crazy when you think about a movie of Star Wars's production size. And like, th how much do you think building that caretaker village, making all those caretakers, and all of that stuff, like? That was not something cheap to cut out of a movie, you know? No. Um, okay, here's one thing. What did, you, what did you feel about the alternate Phasma death? It, better than the one that was in the movie. I'm half and half on it. There's, but I can't tell if he really blew her hand off or if her hand was robotic. You know, I couldn't really right see that's something they probably like if had that gone further into the production process because some of that looks a little weird like that shot where you see him knock her hand off there probably would yeah. have been some things done visually yeah. to clarify or you know the way it was edited and stuff yeah yeah i i like parts of it a whole lot i like the part where finn gives her the shit and he is like you keep calling me a traitor but when we when i had a gun to your head you drop the shields on Star Killer Base, you know. Um, yeah, 
I love the fact that she just guns down those other stormtroopers. That's what gave him the edge. Like that's what allowed Finn to win was that hit because she had to take out the rest of her squad. And it, it, that death scene for her definitely feels more uh, uh, definite. Meaning, like you could like it would be hard to argue that she's still alive after that. Whereas yeah. when someone's like, I don't think Phasma's probably still alive after the last Jedi. I don't argue with them because it's very possible that that could be the case. Yeah. You know, like her yeah. armor deflects blaster shots. Like who's to say that can't protect her from falling into a fire, you know? Right. <clears throat> Basically you just like, she did, she had that same fall. You just got to see the fall and it 86, all that other shit. Right. Um, but yeah, there were definitely parts of it like I liked, and I wonder had it gotten further into the process and edited a little bit and like cleaned up, like I might have even liked it better, you know? Yeah. What did you think about the uh, the scene? It's actually a pretty long deleted scene as well with DJ uh, Finn and Rose. Crucial. I, I mean, and then they encounter the stormtrooper, and he slaps Finn on the ass. Plays a little grab ass with Finn. Yeah. Uh, you know who that stormtrooper is? It sounds like Tom Hardy. It is Tom Hardy. That's Tom Hardy. Crazy wow. to think that, that like you got Tom Hardy in, in sort of a cameo role like that and you cut it out and stuff. Like it, yeah. He kind of had like a country accent. Yeah. I, I dug that one pretty well. Once again, that's one that had it been left in the movie, they could have probably shortened a bit. Like, yeah. I don't the know walk. if you, yeah. The walk to the elevator is kind of long, mm-hmm. but once they get in the elevator, that's a really funny. Right. Like uh I that's what exactly what I was going to say that I don't know and if you need. And it was tense like cuz I didn't know if it was going to turn into a shootout like Yeah. It's one of those yeah. things where like you probably don't need all of it for sure, but some of it you could have kept cuz yeah, that the walk to the elevator and stuff is is, you know, goes on a little bit <clears throat> i'm trying to think what's um i feel like i'm leaving out a big one I talked about the caretakers talked about tom hardy playing some grab ass uh the, the luke moment is there one is there any other one that comes to mind for you um i think there's one towards the end where luke and uh leia no no, no. Uh, the one where Poe gives him the jacket. Oh yeah. Oh, there's the couple. So that one, I'm all right without. Like really, I like that. I I didn't dislike it, but it's one of those ones that like I I could see why that gets cut. When they say we're going somewhere we belong, you know, we're going where we belong. You know, Finn and Rose returning to the Resistance. I mm-hmm. guess. I really. I mean, that's. It was a better solidarity. It, it made the better segue towards why they were on that little journey. Like it feels really secondary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Without that whole, I tried to. I was trying to escape in the beginning, but realizing this is really where I belong. Returning there, um, where we belong, both of them. Like I, I, I like that. It's like the one thing I do like about that scene is it's basically like sort of reaffirming that friendship or who knows maybe more 
that's, more. that's going on between Finn and Poe. Like, yeah. like they become buddies in The Force Awakens and stuff. And then, like, I think it's it's cool to see, like, Poe be like, hey, I, I fixed your jacket for you. Uh, what did you think about the scene with Finn and BB-8, where BB-8 shows him the uh, the hollow recording of him and Ray? And he's, he's like, like is it, it's, first, it's really weird that you recorded that. Yeah, first off, it's weird that you recorded that. I like that. I do too, man. I, I like Finn and BB-8 interactions. Me too. I like it, them. It's I one have of those, The Force Awakens. It's one of those things where, like, I've actually heard people sort of uh, being against that one, being like, oh, it's a little corny. And I guess it is, but I, I liked it. People think the thumbs up, then they think the flame thumbs up is corny too. I don't know. I kind of feel like a lot of that, that that is one of the more universally loved things in new Star Wars. I hope so. Because I like the flame thumbs up, the lighter thumbs up. <clears throat> but yeah, um. What's cool about the deleted scenes, and we kind of talked about this before, is some of them were in the movie so late into the process that they have John Williams score and stuff with them, like the caretakers part. Still has oh, wow. like it has the John Williams music and stuff. So yeah, those were cut out pretty late. If there was still you know if there was score assigned to them and stuff, there was a way to put them in, put them back in. Right, you know how some movies gives you the option to add certain deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. You know, if if Star Wars was, uh, I'm gonna be that dad that's like, "Hey, wait, okay, now we got to pause it right here, go <laughs> watch this deleted scene, and then we can come back." No, man, you just need to edit your own version. <laughs> Trust and believe, my dad was like that. Oh, okay. So I just said, "Edit your own version." This reminded me of something, and this okay. this goes back. You remember the the werewolf and warlock kid that I told you about, Josh? Uh, that yes, told me his parents yes, were yes, werewolf yes. and warlock. And you freaked out. And yeah. I freaked out. Okay, update to that story. Um, a couple of days after that episode, we posted that episode, my dad called me. And while I was talking to him, I was like, hey, do you remember that kid I went to school with for a couple of years named Josh? And... I barely got the sentence out before my dad was like, oh, you mean the one who you thought his parents were witches or something? Like, my dad remembers it, right? Oh, wow. Secondly, talking about editing your own version, on the same day of this infamous sleepover, while I was hanging out at his house, we wanted to watch a movie, right? Yeah. And they had, do you know the movie Beethoven with the St. Bernard? It's, a, it's yes. a dog movie. Yes, like yes. He's, he's a dog. He gets adopted by a family. Shenanigans happen. So we pop in Beethoven, a movie that at this age I knew by heart. Right? Okay. Right. And early on in the movie, little baby Beethoven gets stolen from a, a pet shop. That's like how the mo- movie pick, uh, starts. And like one of the robbers picks up Beethoven and he pees on the robber. And it's like a big oh, funny moment. So we're watching the movie and I'm I'm like, oh dude, this funny part is about to come up. And it gets to that and the, the tape, the VHS goes all fuzzy like the tracking's fucked up and then goes clear right after that happens. And I'm like, that's weird. 
And then as we're watching, I notice that it happens another couple of times throughout the movie. So I finally asked this Josh kid, what's up with that? His parents would take movies and edit out parts that they didn't want their kid to see. Oh, wow. Like that. That's incredible. I don't know how they did it. Like must one of the parents must have been, you know, fairly knowledgeable of audiovisual technology. Must have had a way, you know, those VCRs where you can copy something and edit it. I don't know, you know dude. What I'm talking about. I do, but I don't know. I like his parents were very religious and very strict. So looking back on it, I'm like, well. I guess it's not that surprising, but it's the only time as a kid I ever ran into that. I've I never ran into that. Home edited movie mm-hmm. versions for safety. I mean, yeah, and this was a PG movie as it is. We could, yeah. I mean, I, I remember my parents not letting me watch R-rated movies or PG thirteen movies when I was little. But you know, dude, my parents. I mean, we've talked about it before. My parents we have did not give a fuck about what I watched, yeah. and that shit got me. In, Got me in more trouble than just about anything, especially with the school I went to. Like, I remember one time uh, hanging out with my buddy Steven, right? And I think his grandmother was driving us either to their house for me to stay over or was driving me back to my house after staying over. And we're in the back seat, right? And I'm talking about some kind of Friday the 13th movie. And Steven's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, because he wasn't allowed to watch that kind of stuff unless he came over to my house. Um, And his grandmother is like, she turns down the radio and she's like, what are you boys talking about? And you know me, like at that age, I I didn't realize that it was not normal for a kid my age. That you weren't supposed to talk about that to an adult. And so I was like, oh, Friday the 13th, part four, Jason, uh, the final Jason cuts the head off of... Yeah, and she's like... Rips out his guts and like cuts him clean. She's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk uh, talk about that. We don't watch those kind of movies. We don't let Steven watch those kind of movies. And I was like, oh. But I do remember Steven coming over for some, some sleepovers and stuff and being like, let's watch Friday the 13th. Let's watch Bloodsport. It was a bad influence. Is this the Steven I know? Yeah, yeah, one and the same. I've known that guy since I was five years old. Good dude. I went to kindergarten through graduating high school with that dude. 13 years, we were in the exact same class. I mean, that was kind of a nice way for her to shush you, if that's actually how she did it. Oh, she's really nice. Like, she wasn't like, you're a demon. You're going to... Like, <laughs> what no, she the was just hell like, is wrong with your parents? <laughs> no, she was just like, yeah. we well, don't watch those kind of movies. That's, that's real sweet and really... <laughs> I mean, that's the way you do that. I mean... <laughs> yeah. uh, in in kindergarten at our the very first parent teachers meeting one of yeah. the teachers pulled my parents aside and were like can you please ask him to stop talking about freddy krueger during class and drawing <laughs> freddy krueger during drawing time because like buddy i would draw stick figure oh. freddy krueger fucking up some claw fools hands. claw hands riding on top of a train I remember on a big red piece of construction paper drawing stick figure, Freddy Krueger on top of a train just <laughs> annihilating fools. Like, <laughs> I was way into Freddy Krueger. Oh, dude. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I wish I could find those draw like those drawings do not exist anymore, but I wish I could find just one so I could see cuz I remember cuz like I had the art abilities of a 5-year-old. Very crude storyboards for my personal Nightmare on I Elm mean, Street movie. It was the 80s. What can you say? <laughs> I remember that well, I'm basically an 80s kid. I'm almost not a millennial. I guess I am, but I'm I'm an 80s kid. Bad. And, and like, <laughs> and I was so, so thick headed that my parents would be like, you can't talk about that at school. Like not everybody is a lot. And then like, and you're like, well, why not? It's so awesome. Yeah. How could they not want to get down then, with this? <laughs> All right. One more. So same year, kindergarten, I got in trouble and my parents had to be called in for a meeting because... I literally spent the entire day not doing any schoolwork that was assigned. Like, you know, they'd put our fucking letters up on the whiteboard for us to copy. So here, draw a million A's. Write A a million times till you get this shit right, kid. Whatever you do in kindergarten, right? I didn't do any of it. And at the end of the day, my teacher was like, you seem really distracted. Why haven't you been doing your work today? And... Without a beat, without hesitation, I said, well, yesterday my parents rented me Jaws on Nintendo. It's it's a game based off of the movie Jaws, and I can't stop thinking about it. I just want to go home and play it. <laughs> like, I told her. I was just straight up. Like She was like, so you've been sitting there all day thinking about a Nintendo game. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Just sitting there. I think I know how I can kill Jaws. <laughs> and then so I had to have a special <laughs> meeting where she... De- <laughs> where she... Ah. Sorry. I'm sorry, go. <laughs> where she detailed that to my parents. And my parents were so mad. <laughs> so mad at me. I bet. I oh, got I grounded. Bet. I got grounded for Nintendo for a month. During that month was my birthday in March and I got Contra for my birthday on Nintendo. Maybe the most fire Nintendo game in the running for one of the most fire Nintendo games. Right. Got that for my birthday and my parents wouldn't budge on my grounding. They were like, Hell no. So sorry. You can wait until the end of this month. And buddy, that month felt like a fucking year. They were like, oh, you're just going to sit in class and think about Nintendo games. How about think about this? Think about no Nintendo for a month. And my dad, I clearly remember my dad going, "It's not even because my dad was obsessed with Nintendo during this time period." He's like, "It's not even a good game," and he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, that makes it even better. Yeah, Jaws isn't even fun. <laughs> like your dad's like, like that. That it sucks, and you're sitting there thinking about it. <laughs> dad's a harsh <laughs> critic. Oh man. All right, so you want to do some emails and voice messages or yeah, email? Yeah, hey, let's want do to... one last piece of news that oh, okay. I came across. Um, what is the vibe? There's this pulse that Meryl Streep may play Princess Leia in Episode Nine. Uh, that is that is, is that not sheer hype. It's it's a fan petition. It's a fan petition because fan fans put that together to have her play. Princess so there Leia. was no backstage discussion of that before. Mm-mm. No, this is one of those, you know, one of these 
fucking petitions that petitions seem to be a thing like for no why in the star wars universe are the petitions so i don't know man petitions petition are a to thing keep the eu legends petition canon. to take petition. episode eight out of canon petition to uh have jj abrams redo episode eight petition to keep jj abrams away from episode nine Petition to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. Petition to such and such. They're all over the place. I don't understand the desire to direct your fandom personally. Like instead of instead of letting someone create art for you, you want to direct the art. Yeah. As a fan. I don't I, know. I don't that that is what I don't understand. I'm sure other people I mean have a desire to see it go in a certain direction, but I'm content to just sit back and enjoy the direction it goes. Personally, I'm not a fan of the idea of recasting Carrie Fisher, and it's nothing against uh, Meryl Streep by any means. It's just more of a. I'm not. I'm not it. a fan of it either. I wouldn't. I really would rather not see that happen. But if it did, I mean, I'm not going to be mad about it. No, it's not like I would go and start my own counter petition if it actually happened. But I, I think the chances are maybe not. Not great, especially when, when the fan petition happens. Yeesh, I don't know that you're really helping much there, <laughs> fellas. Like I think you're doing more harm than good. Yeah. Um, that's just my personal feelings. On because it. then, if you're the corporate, you know, if you're the art maker, you look like you're caving to demands or you're taking requests. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and I don't know that that's a position you want to be in. You know. All right, so let's do some fun stuff. We got one email, but before we do that, let's hear a song. A song! I'm just vamping until I get this shit loaded. Here we go. Kia D! Kia D! Kia D! Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box! Kia D! Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cock head. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty, cockhead. So stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. All right. Uh, well, actually, we have more. That could you hear that? Okay, buddy. I could definitely. Okay. So we have more than one email. The other one is from our buddy Eric Strothers. He just sent us a couple of new sound effects to maybe use during the show. Um, okay. Actually, King Tom sent me one of these exact same sound effects, so our boys are looking out for us. They knew we would want this. Let me play it for you and let me see. Why don't you tell me if... Uh... I like this! Could you hear that? I like this! Yes. Do you know what that is? No. That's Ray from The Last Jedi when she's in the Falcon shooting down 
um, Tie Fighter. She goes, "Woo! Oh. I like this. It's yeah. a nice little counterpoint." Too. I get it. Oh, I, get it I like that. I get it now. So yeah, you guys can uh, assuredly look forward to quote unquote hearing that dropped in, and some oh, like that amount of annoyance. All right. So let's get to our email for this evening. Thanks again, Eric and King Tom, for hooking us up with that. Because I've been wanting that since the first time I saw the movie. <clears throat> our email for this week is from our buddy Will, William. Hey, gents. I finally got my grubby paws on The Last Jedi 4K Blu-ray DVD. Bonus and all the other shit that they can cram into a tiny case now. I fucking love it. I am on the steel books, and I have all the rest of the films to match. So I have a pretty cool story to go with getting this movie. My son has not yet watched The Last Jedi. He is five, and I'm still not ready to take him to a theater for a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Anyway, we watched it as soon as I brought it home, and he was loving it. We already know how it plays out, and I can't wait to explain to him what Luke had done with the Force. After Kylo strikes Luke, my son looks up at me in a frantic manner and yells, Is Luke a Force ghost? And I about lost my shot. I couldn't believe he figured it out, and it was <clears throat> so cool that he was able to put it that together. Needless to say, I was so happy to be watching one of the greatest Star Wars films with my kiddo, and it was made even better when he totally shocked me by picking up on the Force projection. Finally, I will be on the road Saturday for a good 10 hours. So I was disappointed to hear about your Twitch plug. I would have most definitely been present for that. I can't say enough great things about you guys and your show, and I can't wait to start my trip off the right way. As in, as always, may the force be with you. P.S. Halls, I caught Rogue One yesterday, and all I can think about is Beckett slings that baby formula they, they smuggled from the train for some fat credits. Thanks, buddy. Um... So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know at five if I would have picked up on that before they explained it. That's a smart kid is all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's a well-versed Star Wars kid. Parenting. Smart kid. Parenting. You're well doing done. it right. Well done, sir. <clears throat> yeah. Um, shit, I didn't. I, it took me forever to catch on to it in the theater, and I'm fucking 30. I was 34 when it came on. <laughs> um, that's got to be cool I can't wait I cannot wait until my little nephew Jackson is old enough to watch and appreciate Star Wars hopefully he likes it like if he doesn't like Star Wars uh, I'll support whatever he, it is he's into but I really hope he likes Star Wars yeah it's going to really suck by the time he's that age because he's going to have so many Star Wars toys already from his Uncle Hall that if he doesn't like Star Wars like, that would be like if my parents decked out my room in clown shit when I was a kid. They're like, what's with all this clown shit? I like Star Wars. Star Wars or Roger Blaine, you like clowns. No, my luck, Jackson's going to be into, like, collecting spiders. He's going to be like that kid that's like, you want to hold my tarantula? And I'm going to be like, no. No. There's something you just have no interest in, like, oh, baseball cards. And you're like, oh, that's nice. Well... You know, I'm not the biggest sports guy, but I have like at least a basic knowledge of most of them to where I could engage him with it and like. I mean, yeah, you know, sports. Yeah, 
No, like I'm not into collecting baseball cards. He'd be telling me about dudes, and I'd I would be like, oh, that's awesome, but I would have no idea who they were. Ooh, who's Aaron Judge? That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. I know a Rod. You have an a Rod card. (laughs) You have a Nolan Ryan. (laughs) I know Babe Ruth. You have a Babe Ruth. (laughs) (coughs) No, no, Nolan Ryan. Good call. Ooh, Derek Jeter. Is he a baseball player? Hey, wait, is this Kobe LeBron James? Wow. Wow. And you just be like, wow, uh, my uncle doesn't know anything about anything cool. All he wants to talk about space wizards and laser swords and shit. <laughs> That's lame as shit. Uh, every, every Christmas, I'm like, I want a baseball mitt. Tell Uncle Halls I want a baseball <laughs> mitt. And he's like, here's an X-Wing. <laughs> Break my damn heart. Oh, I hope I'm not cursing it. Speaking it. No, anything. you know it's not going to be like that. You're 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 scared for nothing. Man. Kids love Star Wars. Man, I hope he I hope he gets like into karate and shit too. That'd be cool. My little <laughs> nephew. Karate him? No sparring. No, I am not going to spark. No, no, because a I wouldn't want to fucking fight my nephew. B I can't, my pride can't handle getting my ass kicked by like a six-year-old that's real badass at Taekwondo or something. You know what I'm saying? with my dad. Like, not real hardcore, not like taking it to the <laughs> ground. One of us red-faced sweating, but like. <laughs> bare-fisted, bare-chested boxing. Striking blocks, like. <laughs> I used to be in Taekwondo, and t- he was in Taekwondo, too. I took Taekwondo. I took Taekwondo. What color belt were you? Okay, so. I got white, I got yellow, I got orange. Was the next one green? Yeah. I got up to green. Green or brown, depending on the school. Brown was right before black belt at my at my dojo. <laughs> my do- Red was before black in my dojo. My sensei did it differently. Ha! Sifu! And I like taking Taekwondo was another one of those things that was one million percent influenced by movies. Specifically, it's the nineties, man. John Claude Van Damme, Steve Seagal. I mean, Steven Seagal, and you know Chuck Norris. Nah, these not- two movies: Karate Kid and Bloodsport. Oh, so, Karate Kid, of course, and Bloodsport. I don't know which one of those was I was expecting when I showed up for my first Taekwondo class. But, like, I was like, when do I get to fight a motherfucker in the Kumite? Like, right? Somebody... When you're little, you're little, you go to, you don't know what to expect in karate class. I'm like, I, y'all, better watch out for these fists of motherfucking fury. Yeah, <laughs> you're expecting, like, you're expecting, I don't know, kung fu class or boxing on the dummy or, you know, like, all out Kumite Speed every back. time to go to practice. And what do you get? You get Taibo. Like fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, they're they're making me do shoulder rolls and shit. I'm like, all right, okay, place, whatever. Huh, 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 we oh huh. katas, fuck. But when do I get to face a, a motherfucker fighting? in mortal combat? I want you to teach me to feel like real people, not for imaginary people. <laughs> I'm over here shadow boxing and shit. Fucking kata, get out of here, with that. katas. I don't need your fucking discipline. Let me fight a motherfucker bare-fisted in my gi, poorly tied, fucking fucking five-year-old, six-year-old gut sticking out of it and stuff. Right. 
One of us in a white gi, one of us in a red gi. Teach Let's me the tornado kick and the uppercut. Let's go. Oh, uh, and get this. So, you know how you'd get the karate, the catalog, right? At your Taekwondo class? Where you yeah, would for have the to- gear of what yeah. you could pay for. Yeah. Right. So, I get the catalog, order the gi. Done, right? Right. Gotta have the gi. Somehow talked my parents into a fucking karate kid style headband as well. Oh, no, with the rising sun on it? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, you know, two or three classes. Did class- you really wear that to class? Hold on. Two, oh. or th- <laughs> two or three classes into my Taekwondo career after my gear came in. Buddy, you better bet I showed up to ta- Taekwondo decked the hell out gee fucking white as white as the driven snow right (laughs) proudly been thrown on the ground yet proudly displayed white belt right ninja shoes ninja shoes ninja booties yes little ninja ninja. booties i had to get two different size ninja booties by the way we'll oh my god (laughs) we'll save the embarrassment of that until later and headband douche right around the head right dude your parents were like this is what makes him happy we're gonna have a little ninja i think my parents actually thought it was a good idea because they were like this motherfucker is gonna get picked on we need to teach he needs to (laughs) learn a martial (laughs) art this motherfucker's gonna have a tough go at it so i show up all decked out and like mr farley my my (laughs) teacher Oh, Mr. Farley! Oh, God! (laughs) He he was nice enough, by the way, to not burst out laughing when he saw me, right? This fucking Funko Pop-looking kid, because I had a giant head back then as well, like, coming in with this headband, holding on for dear life, looking like his head is the horizon with the rising sun, like, raising above it, right? He didn't laugh. The kids that were my age didn't really laugh because they were like, oh, shit, he got his parents to get the head. How do I get that shit? The older kids, though, brutal, brutal. They'd be like, black belt dude, that's like the suck up to the. the He'd be like, what's up, Daniel son? I guess I should call you Halsey son. What's up, Halsey son? (laughs) Oh. Sweep the leg, Cobra Kai. Guess who never wore that headband in the class ever again? Oh. That was me. All right. I guess I can do it. Man, there's been some tangents tonight, but it's been a good one. Uh, thanks for taking the time to record with me tonight, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, if you guys like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And hey, if you really dig them and you're like, I'd like an album, maybe you come to twitch.tv slash blueharvestpod tomorrow between 2 and 5 p.m. Central and enter the contest to win Blue Harvest shirt and a digital Stone Cobra album. You could have that all to yourself. Oh, it's today. That's right. Today, March 31st. Ah, thank you, Jesse, with the uh, the quick assist. March 31st. Saturday, March 31st, 2 to 5 p.m. Central on Twitch. Um, also, rate and review us on iTunes. Coming in close on that 100 reviews. 
And uh, other than that, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Looking forward to it. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I am Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>